There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. And the New World Order. Well, that is uh, an interesting phrase, term, and what we're talking about here is we're talking about how the world is entering a state of massive chaos. Planned, organized, methodical chaos. You know, the, uh, in the uh, occult, there is this term. Um, that is often used in various circles called order out of chaos. And see, when you understand the occult or the esoteric mysteries and you get deep inside these things, you understand the true meaning of order out of chaos. And what this means is that it's not naturally derived chaos. It's not the chaos that comes about from just natural sequences of events, but instead manufactured chaos. Instead, it is the influence of various events. How those events move into various points of chaos, which all intertwine together to influence and benefit those who started the influence. And then when that benefit comes about, the order is constructed, already pre-planned and ready and waiting. And what we are seeing happening in the world right now, amidst all this chaos, is exactly this. Is various groups of men, women, and maybe, 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 who knows, um, conscious life that exists in the universe somewhere, that are influencing this planet into various stages and states of chaos. Now, I do believe by looking at the whole situation that's unfolding that we have what we call the War of the Roses going on. See, the, the globalists, the people who want to control the world, right, the the Tears for Fear song, everybody wants to rule the world, the globalists who want to re- rule the world, they don't all agree. This, this group used to be very, very small because, well, at the time when the European dynasties began implementing their rule on the world, it was... Basically, just a few families, about 12 to 13 various families that had orchestrated together to go out there and control various empires throughout the globe. That has grown drastically in the last few hundred years to where those monarchical families are now integrated into banking dynasties, integrated into um, various other elitist and and when we start to look at it, we, we see that this group has grown. Now, 
there's a guy out there by the doc, the, the name of Dr. John Coleman. Actually, nobody's heard from John Coleman in years. He'd be in his 90s, well into his 90s right about now. I do believe he's still alive, though. He's a former um, CIA operations manager in the 1970s. And when he was working with the Central Intelligence Agency, he noticed some problems that were occurring within the world were basically being orchestrated by um, a small group of people. And he started investigating and researching it and uncovered a whole bunch of stuff. He ended up leaving the CIA and he published uh, some books and some seminars. And one of those books is called The Committee of 300. Dr. John Coleman, The Committee of 300. And in The Committee of 300, he talks about the various different families throughout the planet that have ruled this world for a very long time and that they sit on a committee which determines the state and the fate of the world. Uh, This includes the old Italian black nobility. This includes the, what we would call the 13 Illuminati bloodlines. This would include various monarchical family bloodlines and John Coleman said that they operate in the darkness, that most of the families that are wealthy and, um, you know, trillionaires, Rothschilds, and most of them don't even know that this exists. It's only a few select people within those families that are actually brought in to this committee. Now, looking at this, we've seen that since the 1990s, this is 1992 when John Coleman came out with this information, um, this information has uh, has been exasperated and we can see kind of how it's all grown and that committee of 300 right now is more like a committee of 3000 and, and that's my estimate it's about 300 3000 i call it the the multi heads of the hydra you know for instance this is a, just a small little example 23 popes 23 of the popes of the roman catholic church between the year of 1021 to, I believe, about 1500, somewhere around that time, came from two families. Came from just two families. 23 popes, two families. That means that that whole aspect, that whole time from a religion, was manipulated by these global banking families during that time. The story Shakespeare wrote of Romeo and Juliet was actually based upon this. And they were feuding families. I could get into the, the esoteric and the occult origins of, of philosophy, of religion, of spirituality, of the true nature of a lot of these myths and stories that we talk about. If you guys are actually interested, we do that a lot on our, our Friday night shows. Um, and that is something I'm incredibly passionate about. I've been studying that stuff for well over uh, two decades Um, and very well-versed on the topics of uh, esoteric mysteries, symbology, investigative mythology, um, getting into a lot of the ancient mythological stories and kind of unraveling them into understanding what they were trying to tell us or what, uh, what was being told in the sense of sacred knowledge or whatever it might be. And I, I just fascinated by that stuff. But anyways, these people that we're talking about, the Committee of 3,000, 300, whatever you want to call them, they've retained that information. They've held on to that information because there's certain information out there 
that is very, very truthful about humanity and our origins and who we are and where we come from and uh, the true history. you got to remember the winners of the wars are the ones who write history. History just doesn't, you know, put on a blindfold and say, I think this is what's happening. No, no, no. History is written by the history, or by the, by the winners of the war. That's why they call it his story. So when we start to get into a lot of that stuff, we realize that a lot of these families that are in existence today, a lot of these families that control this planet today, and if you don't believe that certain families control this planet today, start just grabbing one globalist or elitist and follow their bloodline back. Either you're not going to be able to trace it back past their parents, and their parents are most likely going to be some type of military officer and mother being a school teacher, or you're going to trace their bloodline back to royal lineage, and you can trace it back hundreds and hundreds of years. It's going to be either one of those two. And what we found is that these people are members of various different secret societies and organizations. And this is kind of where John Coleman comes in, and he talks about how the Committee of 300 is basically the organizational branch, the, the, the head of the Hydra that had controlled these organizations for a very, very long time. Now, I've expanded that. I think it's about 3,000 people that sit on this board, the Committee of 300, um, and that I call it the multi-headed Hydra. All right? And the reason I call it the multi-headed Hydra is because these people don't all like each other. They don't all agree on where the world is headed. And so what's happened is this multi-headed hydra has broken into various factions. And some factions want just capitalism and pro-democracy and constitutional freedom and people to live in the world to evolve and us to go to space and do all these other things. And some of them want to imprison and enslave the world. Others, they just want things to go on like normal. Some, they, they don't care what happens. They're just in it to make a profit and regain power and control. And we can see how this unfolds by watching the dynamics of the world as it progresses forward. Now, to give everybody a little background, the New World Order, this is basically a techno-fascist, totalitarian controlled oligarchical ruled government that is being implemented throughout the world where each state loses its individual sovereignty and rights the people are enslaved under one global system which is technology controlled and a small group less than 10 of these global elitists who own everything control and dictate all the laws your individual rights and freedoms go away. That's the small majority. And this is what you can see evolving out of the World Economic Forum. The Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, Agenda 21, the Codex Alimentarius Implementation, the Kyoto Treaty. This is what you can see has infiltrated various governments around the world, including our own here in the United States of America. You have the one in Canada. You have all throughout Europe. This is why after World War II and about in the 1990s, European nations began this move and drive towards socialism. And that's interesting because Karl Marx was actually married to a Rothschild. And that Mayor Rothschild 
was supposedly the one who actually penned and wrote the Communist Manifesto. And this is why we had the Communist Revolutions in the mid-1800s within Europe, because it was funded directly by the Rothschilds for implementation, because it was their system of government that they wanted implemented throughout all of the world so that they can gain full financial and political control very, very easily. And this is why I say that the Bolsheviks as well and the Nazis are all funded by these same organizations and families. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. We are back with the Dark Delight show, and many of you are out there probably wondering, is there a point to all this? Why is he giving us the history and how all this evolved? And, and there is a point, and, and, and I'm getting to it. And I want people to see really what is happening in this world. And this isn't some deranged conspiracy theory. There is a historical track record of these people, who they are, and how they have implemented their various reigns of control over people. And so, when we start to look at this multi-headed hydra, 
we start to look at the work of the Rothschilds and the, the Rockefellers and the various other family bloodlines, the monarchies, we start to see that they made subtle moves over a long, very long periods of time to retain power and control over various geographical factions. Now, when we start to look at this Committee of 3000, we start to see that not everybody agrees with who they are and what they're doing. Not everybody wants a war on climate change, which exists at the surface level because it's being manipulated and being perpetuated by various people. (laughs) It's man-made, quite literally, in an agenda type. Um, Margaret Margaret Thatcher the former Prime Minister of the UK, was completely against climate change and globalism. Think about that, right? Ronald Reagan was against globalism, even though an assassination attempt on his life made him change his cabinet and bring a whole bunch of them in. Donald Trump tried his best. He went in there, and for four years he was persecuted and criticized. But he made moves to retain American sovereignty. And what he did is he stopped one of the final stages of the plans of the New World Order. And see, the United States of America was a game changer in the late 18th century. When they revolted against the king and regained, re- regained their independence, it changed a lot of things for the globe. They, they saw that people had power. They could rise up. They could change the course of history. And so for the longest time, 200 plus years, the United States was infiltrated slowly. First by the, the political factions within the local levels. Then through the centralization of banking, finance, and money. Then through the federal political structures. And then through the administration functions. And eventually, formulating a coup onto the executive branches, overtaking the presidents, and then influencing American politics, basically into this coercive, corrupt political machine that it is today, and turning the United States of America into world police. And why would they want the United States into world police? Because the amount of radicalized spending that comes about through policing the world, moving military assets here and there and spanning them across the globe and, and all the money that is spent on retaining in the, the power and control of the United Nations, of NATO. We still are the biggest funders of NATO and the United Nations and we're the last ones to benefit from it in any way, shape, or form. We send billions upon billions of dollars overseas each year to foreign countries' leaders which they put in bank accounts formulated by non-government organizations, non-profits, and philanthropies, which those comp- those non-profits, NGOs, corporations, and so forth, take that money, give very little to the people, and then funnel it back into this money laundering scheme, back to politicians, back to the elitists and the globalists, and that's the U.S. taxpayer dollars. And so they found this system of how to collapsed the United States of America systematically over time 
um, through spending, through the collapse of the, the financial system, the political system, the infiltration of the political system by social and cultural destabilization. And this is the same people that we're talking about. But when you start looking at the heads of the Hydra, something happened in 2016. I think it was like a glimmer of hope. When Donald Trump won that election, and he definitely won that election, and people can say, well, you know, he stole it, or no, 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 no. Hillary Clinton was stealing that election. And I think Russia intervened and actually stopped Hillary Clinton from stealing the election and allowed the election to actually naturally flow forward in an organic way. But when Donald Trump won that election, he went in there with a plan. Now, here's the thing, is the globalists, this small group had a plan before that time. It was known as the 16-year plan. The 16-year plan uh, basically was two years of, or two terms of Barack Obama laying out basically the policy and the infrastructure for the organization of Hillary Clinton to come in, of which would turn us into World War III against Russia, and this is before China had the military makeup that they did now, where we go in, we roll over Russia, and this war causes a reorganization of the whole global structure, and a new world order comes out of it, and this is in the midst of a pandemic that was supposed to hit in 2018. And we've known their plan for a very long time. I mean, we've known this plan since like 2004, 2005. And so the fact that we knew this plan, it was critical that Hillary Clinton didn't get in office. And if you remember the rhetoric that was going on around the time of 2014, 2015, between Hillary Clinton and Vladimir Putin, remember they wanted to put up uh, missile shields in Ukraine and in um, um, Poland against Russia and Putin said that that would be an act of war and he would move military or nuclear assets directly to those European border states. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And Hillary Clinton said, well, then if you did that, this would be an act of war. There's proliferation treaties going on. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening during this time. But we were on the brink of nuclear war with Russia back in 2015. That's until Donald Trump came in. Now, the whole world was at stake because Russia is one of the the largest military and financial superpowers on the planet. And they were the one country that was against the globalists. They were the one country that had a president who had basically utilized force for a long time to retain power and control because he knew that if he wasn't in power and control, that the globalists would move in, they would centralize their banking efforts, and they would take over Russia, and the people of Russia would lose their individualized sovereignty. And as much as a monster as Putin is, I think he is a person who does love and care about his country and his people, and that he, he made moves to ensure that the globalists would never come in there. In 2014, Putin made certain comments pertaining to the globalists, calling them worshippers, <clears throat> excuse me, worshippers of Satan. Talking about the New World Order, their agenda, and how it is derived from evil. Putin says all this today as well. And the 16-year plan was supposed to cause a military incursion with Russia, which results in World War III, the annihilation of Russia, um, basically nukes landing in the United States. We're in the midst of a nuclear winter. Then a pandemic comes about, a virus that wipes out millions upon millions of people. And then a reorganization of the whole global structure into the new world order. 
and then that moves and drives into Agenda 2030. Unfortunately for them, and fortunately for us, Donald Trump won that election, and all that stuff never happened. So when Donald Trump was ousted, and and Donald Trump didn't lose that election. Donald Trump was ousted because he didn't fit in the Washington, D.C., He was betrayed by his staff. He was betrayed by his administration. Because Washington, D.C. worked on a different set of principles other than the power and the consent of the government of the American people. But Donald Trump tried his best. And I... We, we believe that Donald Trump, when he went out in Holinsky and he met with Putin, when he went to Beijing and met with Xi Jinping, when he went with, met with Kim Jong-un, that certain deals were made. <clears throat> you got to remember, when Donald Trump went to Saudi Arabia, he was met by the crown prince. He was given uh, an immaculate sword that had massive, powerful, symbolic Meaning, when Joe Biden went there, they had some assistant under governor. <laughs> you gotta wonder. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about what deal Trump potentially made with them and why that matters right now with everything that we're seeing and how that could potentially bring about the overthrow of these globalist new world. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show, and I'm just uh, I'm just talking about the new world order, and I'm talking about the kind of the history and the formation in, in a very very uh, summarized form. But now we come to Trump, and in 2018 and 2019, when he went around the world and he met all these leaders, it was theorized by a. Uh, back-channel internet sensation known as Q. Um, not theorized. Q, believe, Q was said to have had like this, this access to Trump and, and very much proved it multiple times. Uh, but he said that Trump had made deals with these world leaders. And nobody ever knew what the deals were. Now, when COVID got launched out of China, out of the Wuhan labs... I noticed something that didn't make sense. And I started investigating this, and this is when I began to uncover back in, um, man, this was 2000, early 2020. And I was on various different shows saying that China has gone rogue from the New World Order, which China, if you guys know, the Rockefeller Foundation came in um, in the 1960s, funded Mao Zedong, and uh, they basically produced a capitalistic empire that exists in China today, really producing um, China as a global superpower through the globalist control and then arming them and then the selling of state secrets to China, of which built up their military, which was the last stage of this because China was going to be utilized as a mechanism for the new world order, the blueprint for it. But I noticed that China was beginning to kind of sway away from that. But, I mean, every country has a fifth column, a column of infiltration that is working for the globalists. And this is what I noticed. October 19, I think it was October 19, 2019, there was a global exercise known as Event 201. 
You can look this up. Uh, it was hosted by John Hopkins University and the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum. And it was a global exercise in the advent of a pandemic. By the way, this is before COVID. This is before the first cases of COVID. The global exercise summary discussed how a novel coronavirus mutates into a killer virus that begins a pandemic globally. It started from a wet market somewhere in South America and rapidly mutates. It originally came from bats. And it starts killing millions of people and the global exercise focused on the distribution of a new type of vaccine called an mRNA vaccine. I'm not lying to you. You can go read this. Event 201, okay? And this is before COVID struck. A month later, the first case of COVID occurs in China. We see that the scenario that unfolded matched almost exactly. Wet market, bats, coronavirus, mRNA vaccine development, except for one part. The geographical area of where the virus started. In the event, event 201, the area was South America. But in actuality, it occurred in China, right next to the level four biocontainment lab that apparently developed it. Now, the development of the coronavirus, if you guys don't know this, is something called gain-of-function research, which was military research into developing viruses and vaccines and weaponizing them before our enemies could. Uh, Dr. Fauci at the National Institutes of Health was one of the people who actually started this program. In 2014, and this came after Barack Obama, President Barack Obama at the time, canceled all of -of gain-of-function research because of an outbreak at a lab Dr. Fauci decided to take the research over to China. This is at the same time that Chinese generals and militaries came out and talked about the weaponization of various different viruses, including coronaviruses that they could achieve from bats. Uh, Dr. Fauci teamed up with a government contractor at the time known as EcoHealth Alliance, who was headed by a guy by the name of Peter Daszak. He went over to the Wuhan Institutes of Virology and began the study of these novel coronaviruses and the, um, the genetically altering of them. The World Health Organization got involved. Bill Melinda Gates Foundation got involved. And they all started developing these these bioweapons. And right now, to the date, we know this through released um, DOD documents from EcoHealth Alliance's grant proposals that they have over 287 various different strands of coronavirus under their control. Now, in 2014, they take it over to China. They begin the development of it. At the same time, the Chinese military gets involved. And this is Dr. Fauci. And what happens is Dr. Fauci basically reverts various funding money, about 3 to $5 million a year, towards the Wuhan Institute of Virology through EcoHealth Alliance, funding the development of this virus. And obviously in 2019, this virus leaks from the very lab that developed it, which was sponsored by the United States National Institute of Health, the World Health Organization, EcoHealth Alliance, and various aspects of the Chinese military. But what's interesting is if you were going to plan the release of a virus globally, 
You just held a global exercise. You're the globalist, right? You're, you're trying to implement your agenda. You, you want this agenda to go out there. And, and you're going to release this virus. Why would you do it right next to the lab that created it? That's like a big finger pointing back at who created it. And that's exactly what happened. Is that because of the release of that virus in that wet market next to the Wuhan Level 4 Biocontainment Lab, we now know all the information I just told you about. We now know that that virus was created by EcoHealth Alliance, the, the, the National Institute of Health, the World Health Organization, funded by private billionaires, funded through the embezzlement of U.S. taxpayer dollars into China. And so you have to ask yourself, who released that virus there because it wasn't an accident and it wasn't the globalist because they wanted to release it in South America as per event 201 documents. And so I came up with a theory that the Chinese government released it specifically right there to basically point the finger back at the, the line of corruption that created it. And by the way, from this information, now we know that there's various bio labs throughout the world that are developing genetically engineered and targeted bioweapons. And there's 28 of them in the Ukraine. And the reason I say China did this, because this is the, at the time that China begins pulling away. You gotta remember, there was massive sanctions and tariffs on China during this time from Donald Trump. Donald Trump had met with Xi Jinping just weeks before this. And I think Donald Trump laid it all out for Xi Jinping and gave him an ultimatum and said, look, if the globalists take over, they are going to stab you in the back and your people will lose their sovereignty. What you fought for, for the last 50 and 60 years, will be lost overnight when the globalists take power. And I think Xi Jinping saw it. I think Xi Jinping understood it. And I think everybody came up with a plan. To overthrow the globalists, the New World Order. Because the New World Order depended upon various countries aligning with their influence. And China being the biggest one. And what we see is China begin to align with Russia. Which isn't unheard of, but still. China aligning with Russia. Then we start seeing the formulation of the BRICS alliance. We start seeing two superpowers globally teaming up against the Western nations economically, socially, and militaristically. Right now, you are watching with what's happening with China and Russia, the destruction of the Western New World Order. It, it, it is happening. And that's not necessarily something to celebrate because, no offense, but I don't want China and Russia in control of the world. Um... That's a sad and scary world. But I think that potentially Donald Trump went in there and helped to basically influence these events because he understood that if China and Russia become allies and basically take over the new world order or stop the new world order from happening, we stop a totalitarian, techno-fascist, oligarchical-controlled new world order from implementing where no governments and individual sovereignty exist. Whereas when China and Russia begin their implementation of their world order through a BRICS alliance, each country retains its individual sovereignty and rulers or leaders or whatever you want to call it. And that. Basically, we get everything that the New World Order was planning, but we, we get this nation-state-derived New World Order. 
to where if the United States wanted to, they don't lose their constitution. Their people don't lose their sovereignty. They don't lose their freedom. They just, they have everything that they have before, but now the world is just moving towards various different goals that they all agree upon together. That much better world than I think. And I think really what happened is Donald Trump needed a way to take out the globalists and he could never take them out alone on himself, by himself. And he needed help. And the only way to derive that is by basically turning various aspects of the globalists onto themselves, using their own weapons against them, infiltrating their top people and turning them against them. And that's what happened. You have China that all of a sudden now is anti-World Economic Forum. They're no longer invited to the, the secret meetings. They're anti-NATO. They're anti-United Nations. And them and Russia are formulating their own forms of these things. And I think Donald Trump made a deal with Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin and basically said, and Saudi Arabia, and basically said, do what you willst. Go out there, take Taiwan, take Ukraine, take all of Eastern Europe, and let's destroy this, this faction of the New World Order that are trying to usher in this global tyranny. And I think Donald Trump made a deal and just said, just leave the United States of America alone. Don't come here. Don't invade our country. Leave it alone. Let me deal with that. I think that that's what happened, and I think that's what we're seeing on Revel right now. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show, and we're going to sum up all of this for you. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And the last part here, China, Russia, and what's going on. See, I think that you have to have this systematic collapse globally of the system and the infrastructure that was placed over the last few hundred years. This was built by the globalists. This was built by the elitists. And this was their plan the whole time. And they have these various agendas and they map them out globally through global institutions called uh, the uh, Sustainable Development Agendas, right? Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050. And so we know their plan. And I think what we're seeing here is really the downfall of these globalists and their power control structures. And I think that China and Russia are moving right now to stop and curve that progression of these radicalized agendas. I mean, Russia itself is a fairly Christian nation. I mean, you got Brittany Grenner over there who's receiving nine years in jail for bringing uh, cannabis over there. And there's probably nothing that can be done about it. And that's a good thing. You know, that that person, you're an idiot. But anyways, Russia's a very strict country. China as well is a very strict country. Um, What are my predictions? What's going to happen is China's going to go into Taiwan, potentially in the next few hours or days. I think they're just waiting for the U.S. military assets to move out and get out of the way. Uh, they'll probably give forewarning to the United States of America before they do it. They were launching uh, missile strike drills directly over the Taiwanese Strait today. Um, they have aircraft carrier groups moving towards the island. This is exactly what I said was going to happen all week. And next thing you know, they're just gonna they're gonna move into Taiwan, and it's gonna be within 12 hours, and that's gonna be it. It's gonna be over. And then they'll control the global supply lines. They're gonna control. Um, basically the global supply chain, they're going to control well over 70% of the world's chipset production. They're going to control, um, 84% of global trade. It's game, set, match at that point in time, because the whole world would die of attrition just because China controls that whole area. So what does that do to the globalists? Well, China has already taken over what's known as the New Silk Road. They've already formulated and taken it over, but they're doing it through their BRICS alliance. They're doing it outside of the control of the globalists. Now, I'm not saying that the the Chinese and the globalists don't have any influence. They absolutely do, because there's business aspects of it. There's fifth columns. There's military aspects to it. But still, everything appears as if China and Russia are working against the globalists who are implementing the new world order. And I think that Donald Trump made this deal with them to bring this about, saying, why are we going to let these globalists rule the world when we as these countries can go in there and begin the implementation and take them all out and regain our and retain our sovereignty? 
But I think he also knew that he was not going to win this election. And he understood that Joe Biden's whole plan was to run America into the ground. And I think Donald Trump understood that if China and Russia and Saudi Arabia and these other countries could get a foothold on the new world order, on these globalists, and basically hurt them and crush them globally by taking back these aspects of power control, then what would happen is the United States would begin some type of systematic collapse, especially politically for the Democrats, because it would never look good for them that they're failing so bad, that he would be able to take over sweeping power and control by the implementation of American First candidates in the House and the Senate, as well as his re-election bid, probably with DeSantis as his running mate in 2024, of which by that time, China and Russia will already have certain forward progression within these other aspects of the countries, Eastern Europe, Taiwan, um, Southeast Asia, and then see what happens. The, the disbanding of NATO, the disbanding of the United Nations, the formulation of new various different alliances, and see where the world goes from that point, but really try to build back up America to the great point that it was before. And, you know, to, to make America great again, America has to, to feel and experience a certain level of pain. they got to realize what greatness actually is. And I think that this was part of a plan. I think this is part of Donald Trump's plan. Because, you know, to defeat the globalists is not an easy thing. These people are infiltrated everywhere. So I think that what we're seeing right now unfold in the world is part of a, um, a a design or organization to defeat these globalists who have reigned on this planet for a very, very long time. And I think that China and Russia's alliance is more of a big, a big uh, middle finger towards the globalists. And that Donald Trump had some type of influence in this. And that really what's going to happen is the United States is headed towards disaster. Um, social, political, economic. We've already talked about this, the firestorm event. But this needs to happen because, you know what? America has to see what these politicians, both left and right, have done to this country. How they bankrupt our grandchildren. How they've embezzled massive amounts of money. How they've corrupted every aspect, every respected part of this country. And the American people right now aren't seeing that. In order for them to see it, they probably have to suffer a little bit. And that suffering is going to come through, you know, famine, depression. It's going to come through war. Unfortunately, that's how it is. That's the world we live in. And those things are a reality and they potentially are coming. What's going to happen when China invades Taiwan? And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. What's going to happen? The United States is probably going to get involved. What's going to happen when Russia invades Eastern Europe and begins taking back those former Soviet countries? The United States is going to get involved. And it's going to be a dual-fronted war, and we're going to lose miserably. And they're going to try to send Americans and veterans over there to fight. And I think people are going to stand up and say, no, we're done. You all need to resign. That's what needs to happen. And that begins that transitional shift away from these globalist power control structures where they see that they no longer have control over the situation. That the dynamic is forming into something completely new. 
And see, it's at that point, I call it the precipice moment. It's at that point when Americans say no, that we get our country back. That people begin to truly understand what freedom is, what power is. Power is the ability to say no. And when they call up veterans and 18 to 45-year-old males to be sent off to war through the draft, and Americans rise up in massive, massive protests and say, no. Instead, look at their government and say, resign. That is going to be the point that we get our country back. That is going to be the point where we win our freedom, our sovereignty. We understand what that really means. And this world finally begins to transition away from the globalist power structure because they will crumble under the fact that they no longer control the people. Guys, that's all the time I have for you today. Join us tonight at uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on redpills.tv or our Rumble channels or DLive channels for the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose podcast where we'll talk about a lot more about this and all the news and events of the day. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a good day.